Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. If you want to receive weekly inspirational texts to keep you focused and vibing high, text expect good things to 833-204-0009 to sign up now. Happy birthday to me. Well, um, not exactly, but to my business. Phoenix 8 Consulting just turned two. Can you believe it? Um, and actually, I haven't even celebrated or posted about it because I was actually, I was traveling. And then I came home from, from traveling uh, to this insane week of workshops. And then I got seriously deathly ill. Like, should have gone to the hospital, but I didn't, of course. Uh, and I had this crazy 103.9 degree fever. I couldn't eat. I couldn't even think straight. And literally, like, the only thing I could do was just lie in my bed. And, you know, my dog did not leave my side the entire time, literally for a week. And, um, you know, what had happened, what had happened was uh, the week, you know, in the weeks prior, I had had this literally insane emotional purge. And I came home and I honestly believe I experienced the physical manifestation of a complete rebirth after this emotional purge. So technically, this is my re-birthday. And um, so we're, we're celebrating birthdays and rebirthdays. And I've actually had many rebirths. And that's where Phoenix comes from in Phoenix 8, right? Is, is that uh, mythical bird that dies and actually rises from the ashes and, and lives its true life. And honestly, it's it's something that I can super relate to because I feel like that's what I'm doing right now is living my true purpose and coaching people and helping other people feel that way too. So anyway, in the middle of my 103.9 fevered rebirth, um, I apparently thought of this podcast episode and I made myself a little voice memo of five things that I learned in the first two years of my business. And so I'm actually going to be sharing those with you uh, so you can find your own success. And it's hilarious. This voice memo, it's I sound terrible and, and so out of it. I didn't think I was delusional, but apparently I was. But honestly, there were some good nuggets on it. So um, here we are. Uh, you know, and if you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, uh, even a creative type, right, who's diving more into that, or someone who is considering starting something new, uh, somebody with a dream, right, listen to this advice and see what speaks to you and take these steps. Trust me, please. I am a coach and I'm literally giving you free advice right here. Um, and this is probably going to be a podcast that I share with a lot of, um, my potential new clients. So um, this is specifically for you to uh, take a step in that direction that your soul is leading you to. So, um, you know, take these five steps from somebody who has already done it, right? Save yourself time, money, energy, resources, so you can go where you want to go faster. All right. So point one, right? First thing I learned my first two years of business, Create goals and a vision and focus on them, right? You can't hit a target that you're not aiming at. And I I know this sounds super basic, but you would be surprised how many people don't set goals in the beginning. It's imperative. One thing I see a lot with a a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs is 
even just knowing where to start with goals, right? The business is brand new. There is no baseline, right? Uh, I have an idea and that's it. And that's okay, right? Because you can always reevaluate your goals uh, three or six months down the road if you see that, you know, you're aiming too high or too low, right? And after that first year of business, you'll have a better idea of how to set goals, right? Maybe uh, you you set a goal for what you did the first year and then maybe just a little bit more, uh, something like that for that following year. And don't let the knowledge of, you know, not knowing where to start with goals keep you from setting any at all, right? Take take small steps, you know, set some type of goal, right? And uh, when you start to make bigger goals, I want you to break them down into smaller goals. And then I want you to assign action items to those goals, okay? So let's just say I want to produce $100,000 in my my first year of business, okay? Or this year in my business, whatever year you're in. That's going to be roughly $8,400 monthly, right? I can visualize that better than oh, like 100 grand, right? So if uh, my service or my product is $500, then each month, I have to sell about 17 items, right? Now I can start to visualize this more, this is important, than just, oh, poof, I want to make $100,000. So uh, this means about, you know, four or five items per week that I am selling, right? So what are the action items that I can assign to sell five items a week? And then you can create a, a clear plan from there. And it's much easier to visualize selling five items per week than it is, like I said, that poof, uh, $100,000. Because uh, visualization is clutch, right? This is where manifesting becomes very important because manifesting is not, oh, I want $100,000, poof. It's being able to very clearly visualize what you want, right? So that emphasis on that clear plan, Right, that clear plan for the smaller goals and those action items, because that's you got to be able to see clearly what you want. Right, I can visualize $100,000, sure, but I can more clearly visualize selling five items per week. Okay, and um, you know, I, I can visualize the customer of who would want to buy my product. Uh, I can visualize going through the sales process with this, right? Or I, I know exactly what product I'm selling them. And you got to get really specific. That's a key word, specific, with your vision and your goals, right? Hitting those smaller targets, this is kind of like a bonus, it actually uh, allows you to feel successful along the way, right? And it allows you to stay focused and accountable, right? So those small goals feed into that big one. So um, you're going to map out your goals. And then this is the most important part, okay? You're going to look back and you're going to track your success, right? Track your your um, challenges, track your whole progress, okay? Because you, you got to see where you are if you want to know where you're going, okay? So you're going to look back and you're going to see what worked, and then you're going to do more of that. And then you're going to look back and you're going to see what didn't work and you're going to do less of that. Okay? So uh, that's it. And we're going to go right into number two, which is you don't have to do this alone. Right? PSA. <laughs> you do not have to do this alone. Hire a coach and get a mentor. I'm telling you, I am telling you, find somebody who knows what they're doing and ask them for help. Goals only work if you are accountable to them. Coaches help. Mentors help. 
So let's talk about coaches. Have you ever used a coach in your life? Right. Uh, Dance or football debate team. Right. Somebody uh, who knew what you wanted to do and helped you get there. Right. You learned the basics and the skills and you learned it quicker than you would if you had just done it on your own. Right. Yes. That is the point of coaching. Right. So if you have you know, had that successful coaching relationship in the past, and we're talking about eighth grade debate team, then why in the hell would you not hire a coach for the most important part of your life, your business right here, right? One of the biggest things, maybe it's not the most important, but it is one of the biggest investments of time, of money, of energy. Why would you not hire a coach for that to get there faster, right? So, When you are thinking about starting a business, factor that into costs, right? I'm telling you this from experience, right? If you already have started a business, find out how you can budget the cost of a coach, okay? And I'll tell you this. I'll share a personal story. I hired a coach when I first, um, I had been in business for a couple of years. Actually, it's not my current business, but I had failed. I had failed a couple of times, okay? And, uh... I ended up hiring a coach when I transitioned this business into what it is now, Phoenix 8, okay? Uh, I'm consulting. I'm doing a little bit of coaching, but I didn't I, – I was new to the game, right? I hired a coach, and they had years and years of experience in business consulting, and I worked with them for about 18 months, okay? I paid them $30,000 over the period that we worked together, Okay, I know that is a lot and and some coaches are cheaper. So don't worry. Don't turn off this podcast if you're like, I don't have $30,000. So I paid them $30,000. And guess what? In my first year of coaching, while I was still working full time in fitness because I was transitioning uh, to to my business and and making money in it, uh, I made over six figures. Right. And that number has continued to grow each and every single year. I am not telling you this to brag. I am telling you this because I want to clearly state I would have never been able to do that on my own. Never. I listened to all the podcasts. I read all the books, took all the online courses, right? Uh, I would have never had that success that I did from my coach, right? Someone to help you get where you want to be faster, and I coach entrepreneurs on mindset and business essentials, but there's there's many different types of coaches out there, right? Um, next week, I'm actually interviewing a, a finance coach, and uh, there's some really niche ones, too. So you can find the perfect fit for you, right? Uh, now, do you have to spend $30,000? Absolutely not, right? That was just the hands-on, one-on-one, very involved, almost daily coaching that I wanted, Okay, you can do one on one coaching, group coaching, virtual coaching, weekly coaching, monthly coaching. You could do daily coaching. Um, they have group group plans. Um, you, you can literally find whatever is the perfect fit for you. That person is out there. Right. So please go look for them. You will find somebody who fits your budget and, and fits what you are looking for. OK, um, mentors are great options, too. So I I typically recommend finding a mentor for a continued relationship, right? Uh, If you, you know, if you have a a coach that you're working with and and that relationship um, either ends or you don't see them as frequently, get a mentor. 
Okay. Some are paid, some are free, but again, find somebody who has already done what you are wanting to do and just pick their brain. Right. And a lot of times people, the number one thing I hear when I tell people to get mentors is I don't want to be a burden to anybody. I don't want to inconvenience anybody. I am telling you people love, I I love anytime (laughs) people love being asked to be a mentor. It's awesome. You're like, oh my God, what? You think I'm smart and amazing and you want to learn from me? Of course I'm going to help you. Like they love it, right? And, and sometimes it is a paid relationship. So um, that's something that you can work out with them. Uh, other times it could be like, you know, hey, you set up something casual, right? But it is that consistent, like meeting once a month on Zoom or, you know, can I take you for a coffee? Just review your goals. Because remember, goals only work if you're accountable to them. A coach, a mentor is going to help keep you accountable to your goals, right? And if you don't have anywhere to start, like literally zero, like I have no idea where to start with a coach or a mentor, um, reach out to me. I, I can help you. But also find a networking group, right? It's other like-minded people who are doing something similar, right? Um, and I mean, it can be in person, it can be online. You know, there's there's literally groups for everything, um, even free ones, that will help keep you accountable and, and focused, right? And all these things are necessary for success. So they're, they're also great. Networking groups are great for finding new clients and new referrals, but also for like finding people who can help you, right? So speaking of asking for help, number three, Outsource everything that you can. Yes, I know. In the beginning, you will be everything, right? I remember it all too well. To quote Taylor Swift, all too well. You are the creative director, the talent, the stock boy, the marketing agent, the PR, the admin, the tech guy, everything, right? Uh, customer service, right? Who doesn't want to be that? Um, and unless you're lucky enough to outsource from the beginning, you likely are doing it all right now, right? So I want you to budget for a coach, but I also want you to begin to think about what you would like to outsource when the funds come in, okay? So no rush here. Get a coach first. Get your system set up. And then when the funds come in, once you've had a little bit of business growth and success that your coach is going to take you to, um, you start to think about what am I going to outsource first, okay? Here's the answer. I'm going to keep it super simple. Everything you hate doing. There's something called the genius zone where you are, you stay in this zone where you are your creative best self. And this is also where you are, you are going to be the most productive and useful for your business. If you stay in this thing called your creative genius zone, right? This is something that your coach or your mentor, um, they're going to help you discover and whatever is not in your genius zone, we're going to work on not doing that anymore right? So do it until you can outsource it, right? Do that first. And and even if you don't have the money yet, keyword, because I know you believe that your business is going to work, because otherwise, what is the point of you doing it? Um, you're going to start noticing what you really hate doing, what's really time consuming, what's a time suck, what takes you out of that creative, productive genius zone, right? So then you make a list and you're going to begin to look at what it would cost you to hire somebody to do it. And then you can plan for that that fund, right? Plan for those funds and begin to outsource, right? Even one thing at a time. Because bottom line, the more you stay in your creative genius zone, doing what you do the best more often, the faster you will find success, 
I guarantee you, I promise you. So, you know, for instance, I absolutely hate tech stuff, right? I hate it. I'm Scorpio. We hate it. Um, this podcast, right? I wanted to do this podcast for years, but I had no budget for it. Okay. Now I could have, I could have uh, done it myself from my house and spent hours and hours and hours upon editing the episodes each week. Right. But honestly, I was doing everything else in my business. Right. Because I hadn't gotten to the point where I could outsource anything. So I, I honestly did not have the time for that. Right. So which is why I chose not to do that. Right. I had no desire and no time for it. Um, the hours that I would have spent, you know, editing content, I could either develop the rest of my business or stay in my genius zone instead. Right. And actually coach people because that is my zone of genius. But then when I did have the money to start a podcast, I chose to outsource it, right? And I pay somebody, right? So let's just break this down, okay? Uh, These are are just some numbers, right? I'm going to pay somebody for two hours of their work that would have taken me eight hours to do, right? Because yes, when people are experts at something, when my podcast people, they are good at the tech stuff, this is their zone of genius, right? It takes them less time to do it. Okay, so less time to do it than you would. So you figure out how long it takes them to do it, figure out the cost. And if that cost is less than the amount of money you would make in the amount of time that it would take you to do it, then do it. Okay, so for example, uh, if it takes my podcast people $200 to produce an episode and I charge $200 for one hour of my zone of genius service coaching, but it would take me four hours to fiddle around and produce a podcast episode, then that's a potential $800 that I, I didn't make because I spent four hours outside of my creative genius zone. But I could have made money if I spent four hours coaching and then making $800, but then I pay $200 for the episode, right? So now I'm walking away with $600 and a podcast episode. And, you know, bonus bonus points here. I'm happy because I I got to spend time in my creative genius zone doing what I like to do best instead of sitting at a computer like pulling my hair out, like yelling at my my MacBook, right? Um so outsource anything that you can. Get to that point, right? Your coach will help you with that. Okay? Um but you got to make some money first. So, you, again, get a coach. Uh four This is a very important one, and it is a tough one, okay? You are not for everyone, and everybody is not for you, right? Not, I know, let's just take a dramatic pause and just kind of absorb that, right? Not everybody is going to like you, and oh, I know, the shot right to the ego, right? Not everybody is going to like you or your service, and uh, they might not even, they might like you, but they might not need your project, product or your service, right? Okay. And and that's okay. Stop focusing on the people who are not for you and focus on the people who are for you, right? This goes back to law of attraction. Focus on what you want, not what you don't want, right? So this is actually something that I learned very, very early on, even before I had my business, right? I taught indoor, indoor cycling for years and actually I still do, but it was an ego check for sure in the beginning because my feelings would get really hurt if riders would ride in other people's classes and not mine. It was automatically like I took it personally, like, why don't they like me? And I'm going to say one thing and it's going to save your life. News flash. OK, you ready for it? It's not about you. It's not 
about you. It's about them, the customer. They are the customer and they can do whatever they want, right? Cycling class, hey, maybe that person doesn't like to go as fast as I do on the bike. So they pick somebody who goes slower and does more hills than sprints. Does that mean that they're a bad person? No. Does that mean I'm a bad instructor? No. They like what they like, right? It means I'm different from what they like. So the ego tries to trick us into focusing on the people who don't like us, who like something uh, other than what we we um, offer. So we end up focusing on what we don't want versus what we do, right? And when we focus on what we don't want, we get more of what we don't want, right? So focus on those customers who are for you, right? This is why identifying your target demographic is so important to know what you are looking for and where to find them. And a coach is also going to help you do this, right? Recurring theme here, get a coach, get a coach, get a coach. And it's more, you know, your target demographic is more than just male, female, age, and where they live. I am a great mindset coach who teaches business essentials, but someone might come to me looking for strategies on retaining their truck drivers for their delivery company. And, you know, they want to do a national data analysis of competing companies. I don't do that right? I don't like doing that. (laughs) Uh, That is not in my creative genius. Could I do it? Eh, Sure. Would it benefit me? Not really. I would waste all this time to try and figure out how to do this for one customer when I could have been focusing on doing one thing great for many customers. The more you say, I don't do that, the better, right? You're getting niche. Um, And I'm I'm part of a BNI group, which is a business networking group. And the founder, Dr. Ivan Meisner, always says this, and I love it. Don't do a thousand things six times. Do six things a thousand times. That's how you become an expert. That is how you become successful. So think of it this way, right? Like if you sell candles and I go to your website looking for crazy socks, And I ask, hey, can you sell me some crazy socks? You're going to say no, right? Like, no, I I sell candles, right? And that it's going to benefit you more to focus on the people who are buying candles than it is for the people who want crazy socks, right? And here's the thing. um, You don't need to sell crazy socks, right? You don't need to do it all, right? Uh, You know, y'all know if you've been listening to my podcast enough, you know, I hate the word need, Uh, It's okay if a customer is not for you. Say that out loud. Now, it's great to have somebody who you can refer them to, you know, when it doesn't seem like a perfect fit, right, which is why networking groups are great. But thinking that you need every customer who comes to your door is scarcity mindset, and it stems from lack, right? Again, what you focus on, you get more of. So identify the people who are for you. Let go of the people who are not for you to make room for the people who are, right? Get really good at the few things that you do, okay? Um, and the last one, and if if you could hear the voice memo on my phone, I should put it on Instagram or something, because I was literally laying there for a zombie for five days and you'd laugh because this is so true. I have no idea where this came from. It's hilarious, but so damn true. So I'm not changing a word. Five, get off the hamster wheel and dance. 
<laughs> I have never said that before in my entire life, but I love it. I love it. I love it. And and if I've if I've coached you, if you've been hanging around, you know that I love celebration, right? Uh, you have to stop and pause and celebrate and be proud of everything that you've done. You have to associate the memory of, of having fun and, and celebrating it to all that hard work. Because otherwise, if you never get off the hamster wheel, it's just hard work, hard work, hard work onto the next thing. What's next? What's next? What's next? I'm never going to stop and be like, oh my God, let me reflect for a second and, and be like, wow, in the last year, look at everything that I've done. Right. So whether you're brand new to business, whether you have a dream, whether you're six months into business, whether you've been there for three years, I want you to look back at the last year of your life and look at what is different. What have you done? And be proud of yourself for that, because that's awesome. Right. And one thing I love to do is I always recommend, hey, make a brag list right in your journal, in your notebook, in your phone, whatever. Just a list of things that you are really proud of and that you want to celebrate. And I know it sounds really weird, but sometimes like when you're like down and out, if like a deal goes through or you're just having a bad day, it's really nice to go back to that brag list and say, oh my gosh, like I forgot that I did that. Like, wow, that makes me feel really good. And you get your your energetic vibration up back to being in a, in a space where you want to attract on that level, right? Where you're like, damn, I am a badass. So, you know, you got to stop and pause and and have fun, right? Uh you have to be excited. You got to do things that keep you excited, right? Take take a break from the hamster wheel. And so I'm going to end this like a true Enneagram 7 and just say, what is the damn point if you're not having fun? So uh, to wrap up, my top five takeaways from the first two years of my business are, one, create goals and a vision. Focus on them. Two, you do not have to do this alone. Hire a coach. Three, Outsource anything that you can. Stay in your zone of genius. Four, you are not for everyone and everyone is not for you. Focus on the people who are for you. And five, my favorite, get off the hamster wheel and dance. So that's it. That's all I got. I believe strongly, and you know this, that you can create your life. You can create your fate. So to connect with more thoughts, um, if you're you're looking to hire a coach, uh, look, look, Check me out on Instagram, right? Uh, visit my website, Let's Create Your Fate online, uh, Let's Create Your Fate.com. And of course, if you love this episode, send it to someone. Send it to um, a badass entrepreneur who, or someone with a dream, one of your friends who's who you want them to start out the right way. I, I would love to help them, whether it be through this podcast, coaching, whatever. So uh, thanks for tuning in. That's all I got for today. But if I could leave you with just one thing, it is this. Expect good things always, and they will happen. Thanks for joining me today, and I'll see you all soon.